like music, nature, provides a rhythm and a pulse that aid our body's function, a healthy body clock that not only helps us to survive, but to thrive. And today's musical guest, Circadian Clock, takes us one step further, navigating themes of loss, rage, temptation, and despair. The band, fronted by badass Melissa Vile, transports us to what a title from their recent album declares as The Bright Side. I am your host, Queen God Is, welcoming you to our 100th episode of B-Side, where resilient artists and their music remind that no matter what, if there is to be a bright side, it is up to all of us. So buckle up, Brooklyn, and keep it locked. Now it's time to write. Do you believe in God? Do you think he'll This is B-Side and this is Circadian Clock. I am going to start with a quote. It's actually a quote of yours um, featured in artsillustrated.com. It says, the trouble with words is that when it really matters, they are not enough. How do you communicate the depth of your love for your child or the pain of losing the ones you've loved most with characters on a lifeless page? That's Melissa Vile. I want you to start by telling us who you are, where you're from, and how do you, in hearing this, your words back to you about words, how do you follow up with that? Um, how does music play a part in your response to, to this idea? I don't know, I pretty much nailed it. There you uh, go, I think you did. <laughs> Give a round of applause, and also for the confidence. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> tell us who you are, where you're from, and then tell us about what music means to you. Okay, well, uh, I am born uh, Melissa Kingdom Foles and Logan. I am a uh, black and Japanese uh, byproduct of a cult called the Moonies. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't have any particular uh, faith or following in that or anything, uh, aside from just uh, my love of other people and community and uh, the world. But my, uh, you know, I'm born and raised in uh, New York, live in Washington Heights, uh, and yeah, I just. Uh, been doing music since forever. It was I'd never wanted to do anything else since I was like three years old. I've been running around my house singing and uh, writing music, and I've, I started at four playing violin, and I still play to this day. So I'm playing for 20 years, and uh, yeah, just uh, music has really always been there for me, and uh, consistently when everything else is not. Um, and I always find myself. I listen to a lot of comedy. I actually really all I ever all I do nowadays is I listen to a lot of comedy. Um, because it helps me feel sane, but when I need something to feel like um, 
something real. Like when I, when I said, like, how do you express um, the depth of loss, the depth of pain, the depth of it's you can't with words. You just can't do it. I could try. I would fail. We would all fail. It's impossible. Um, all there really is is a combination. I think you get the closest when you can make someone feel something with with music and with sound and with words and with ideas and with performance and with gestures and with presence. I think all of those things are required and then you get close. Then I have almost all the tools I need to really communicate how badly something hurts, how amazing something is. But it's you can't do it with words. It's false. It's not it's not feelings. What I want you to feel are feelings, and I can't make you do that with words. You can only decide to do that yourself. Um, so I well, these... that's a powerful start, and you did nail that quote, and I and, <laughs> and I appreciate that, and I think that this is a good way to um, talk about these other people who are joining you on this mission to do more than just words, to have more than just words to connect with people. Let us start with you on this side. I want you to introduce yourself, tell us your name, where you're from, and I want you to finish this statement. If I was not being a rock star, I would be, or when I'm not being a rock star, I am. Okay. Um, Mike D, a.k.a. Mikey Nice, a.k.a. Mikey Bass, from Brooklyn 718. Yep. <laughs> Gravesend, uh, where the Gravesend. So, uh, if, when I'm not being a rock star, I'm uh, being a teacher and being a uh, compassionate human being, mm -hmm. I think. And I try and keep, to, uh, keep the creativity and all of that. Alright, hey guys, uh, my name is Leo Freire. I'm uh, from Brasilia, Brazil, Brazil, South America. Uh, I've been living in New York for about 13 years now, so it's been a minute. Um, when I'm not being a rock star, I, I also teach privately. I have several music students I work with. Um, and I guess I'm just a regular guy, as cliche as that is, yeah. <laughs> I like to chill at home and snuggle in bed and watch movies. You have a Snuggie? <laughs> do you have a Snuggie? Of course. Oh, I know you do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Of course. And last but not least. Hey. Uh, <laughs> hey. I'm Ari. Uh, Ari. I was born here, but I grew up in Burlington, Vermont, um, and then I moved back in 2010. Um, when I'm not being a rock star, I'm practicing scales and arpeggios and transcribing new tunes and maybe doing some catering. Okay. Uh, you know. I like how you snuck that in there. Yeah, just maybe some catering. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right, it works. It pays the bills. It, it helps does. us to continue to do this. So we got Melissa, a.k.a. Vile. We got Professor Mikey D, a.k.a. a thousand Ooh. other things. We got Leo. We got Ari, together known as Circadian Clock. And we want to hear more. A lot of the content from your albums deal with really 
intense truths, like the stuff that's not so sweet, shiny, glittery, and bright, right. but that are relatable, what you call, Melissa, r relatable truths, things that people go through, despair, loss, yearning. We just had a song that said, um, sorry, but you can't cure cancer with love, and a lot of people's bu bubble just got busted because, you know, we're <laughs> holding on to love, love wins, love heals, love can transform. This is the message that we need. What, what, it, what is the message for you in the work, and how does that connect with just kind of like how you're living life? You know, I do, I do believe that uh, love can save us all. Big Stevie Wonder guy here. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, um, I do think that even though it can, it's not an answer. You need to put an action to okay. it too, right? Um, we do deal with like conf confrontational stuff. Um, I feel like my role in the band is to support as a bass player. I'm a supporting um, I have to support what's going on, and what that also mm. means too. As a as a presence, I have to I have to be confrontational. Mm. I have to have energy. I have to put I have to put everything into these notes, mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, it's music that we are all putting our whole essence into. Mm -hmm. So I think like a lot of like a lot of anything you do, like yeah, like love isn't a cure all. <clears throat> you can't cure cancer with love. Mm -hmm. Cancer doesn't have to be cancer. Cancer can be anything that's destroying. Mm -hmm. Right? And cancer actually starts from good tissue, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like that love and hate gotcha. kind of thing. So, it's like, as long as you're clear at your intent and you focus your energy, you can be as confrontational as you want, but it needs to be, like, positively directed. As artists, you know, and, and many people believe it is our responsibility to speak to the times no matter how numbing or how frustrating or how ridiculous. So not wanting to deal with it, but also making the statement that we actually have to confront things. How do you reconcile the two? Well, so you have to confront things. I just don't like to, um, my uh, uncle of mine told me that when you're going to do something, you don't talk about it. You do it. Um, and like, so I, with the whole politics thing, like I have my opinion, but I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to make that public. Mm -hmm. I, I'm free to feel how I want. And I'm free to act how I want. I think that having interactions with people every day, mm -hmm. and just spreading this kind of a message, um, that's my role. Mm -hmm. My role isn't to. And and power to all those people who gather. But personally, I don't want to because I just. I I'm playing my role on a different playing field. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I respect and I appreciate mm -hmm. and I support everyone who, who takes the more active role. But for me, that's not something I want to be tied to. Okay. And I just don't want to ever have to be, I don't want to have to have to chastise, be chastised for my opinion. So mm -hmm. I'd rather just like keep mm -hmm. it to myself and let people have their thoughts and like, you know, spread my message to the people that I can affect. Because gotcha. I think that's more powerful than just being like, <laughs> <laughs> a million questions left we don't have that many days I am scared when she's not you're known for jazz rock pop uh, classical garage influences and the list kind of goes on and then Melissa you're classically trained in the violin you've been playing for 19 years 20. about 20 years so let's not talk about genreification but let's talk about diversity in music how does diversity in music help sustain a band and also contribute to longevity 
because the band longevity is always the big question. You've been together since 2008, mm -hmm. which is like a lot of cat years and dog years, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a big, a big time for, for bands, especially in New York. So diversity as it impacts longevity. Let's start with Leo on that and then jump around. I think a big thing we have in common is we all went to school for music. Uh, Melissa, Mike, and I actually met at Hunter College here in the city. Mm -hmm. um, so from having that shared background, we were all trained to be uh, familiar with different genres of music, and certainly our backgrounds combined draw from that. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, classical influence, there's a lot of progressive rock influence, metal, you know, I think we each have different backgrounds that we bring to the table, but at the end of the day, the idea is to write fresh and inspiring material that is also song-oriented, you know, because I think a big mistake that people can make sometimes when they draw from too much is it takes away from the song, but the, as much as we have interesting arrangements and we like to explore different musical avenues, the songs are song-structured. You know. So some people would argue that having so many genres that you pull from and that you play can um, make you all over the place, hard to, to track, hard to brand. Ari, tell me, um, jumping from the music conversation a bit, here it seems like there's a declaration that diversity in music does add to your success. Can we take a message from that, how the importance and the impact of diversity in music can be something that we can think about the importance and Im impact of diversity and respect for diversity in humanity? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to Berkeley. They went to Hunter. Um, it was one. It is and was one of the most uh, diverse schools in the country. Seventy-seven different countries were represented in the student population when I was there, and so that just uh, gave all of us, you know, the chance to learn from each other and hear different uh, backgrounds and meet people of different backgrounds and hear different kinds of music that we might not have been exposed to even in music school, you know? And so that um, this, this answer, I'm sorry to cut you, doesn't become like the kumbaya cliche that maybe many people are sick of. How do you, can we practically take how diversity in music works for you all and like take a message from that that we can apply it as citizens in terms of that? Well, I mean, look at, the, look at us, just our faces. Like, <laughs> so our, the genres that are blended up in circadian clock, the backgrounds that are blended up in circadian clock is kind of a metaphor or a, a small scale version of what we could aspire to as a society. Gotcha. You know, we just, uh, mm -hmm. we make it work and we accept and embrace our differences. It's a metaphor for New York City too. New York City, you know. Um, one of your big influences, which I'm happy to talk about because I actually kind of discovered this person's work a little bit later than some people, but it's Freddie Mercury, um, front person for Queen. One thing that they say about the band Queen, this enigma that has touched so many people, is that it was always indisputably run as a democratic organization. Is that um, something that you find inspirational from them, like how they actually, in addition to the music, but how they actually ran their band process. You've been together for nine years. I've never really taken after anyone's particular business model. Mm -hmm. I have always kind of done it just as like a, how am I gonna do it kind mm -hmm. of way, just whatever works. Yeah. Um, 
I like the band has been together for a long time, but that's the essence of the band. We've gone through several lineup changes. Oh, I see. And I'm absolutely blessed every single time I get to look at all of these guys and their amazing, wonderful, talented, beautiful faces. Mm -hmm. I would like to think that I try to have you know, and that we have some element of a democratic organization, but I am also kind of a control freak. Okay, well that's <laughs> I admit that. Good to be that. honest. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think all here, all of us here, uh, are striving towards accomplishing, accomplishing as much as we can in the music industry. You mm -hmm. know, and for sure, it's always inspiring to share experiences in that regard, mm -hmm. to see uh, how what we've been through can help each other out and pursuing the path of the band and our own individual paths towards what it is that we want to accomplish. I, I'm always very intrigued to discuss ideas with the guys and Melissa, you know, on uh, how to keep pushing things forward and learning from each other. Yeah. I think also having the, uh, being humble enough to admit that we could all learn from each other mm -hmm. is, a, is a great thing to strive for. Ari, how famous do you want to be? How famous do you want to see you all get? Well, as a band, it would be great to play in any of the biggest, nicest, most beautiful clubs and arenas or whatever Name around one. the country. Around. Name one that's a goal. Well, uh, you know where I haven't played is Irving Plaza, and okay. I'd like to play there. Mm -hmm. So to play at Irving, headline at Irving would be a pretty great thing. Woo! So how famous, I want to be able to walk down the street in a place like New York where people respect celebrities yeah. and such, but, uh, you know, but I want to be able to like work on big projects and of all, whether it's circadian or anything that's like on a high level. So mm -hmm. I okay. guess that would make me pretty famous. Okay. And, and do you, do you, Professor Mike, you want to be so famous that we won't be able to book you all to come back to, to this space, this humble little space ever again? No. We'll come back anytime. Not at all, actually. I think that like, you know, uh, fame is like this like hot air balloon, right? And mm -hmm. it's like, it could take you up there, but like the fall is a lot worse than the ride up. So it's like, it doesn't matter how, uh, I mean, I would, I would love to be able to make what, what I make now off of music, which isn't that much. So like, as long, if I could do only music, my, like only music my whole life, I would be happy. We want to acknowledge our very special guests for delivering a sound that helps rock us into a much needed balance. Thank you, Circadian Clock, for today's rhythmic catharsis. Yes? We wish you all the best for the journey ahead. And that's it. For all of you here and all of you at home, if your own body clock still needs a tune-up, I urge you all to tune in to more episodes of B-Side. I am your host, Queen God Is, and not only do good music and great artists still exist, but in tune with the words of the great Michelle LaVon Robinson Obama, we remind when they go low, we go high. We love you, Brooklyn. All right, now we're gonna need you all to sing along with us. You ready? I said, are you ready? The B-Side Podcast is produced by Charlie Hoxie, Keisha Cole, Roe Johnson, and Sasha Mathias. Recorded by Onel Mulet and edited by Kyrell Palmer. For more information about B-Side and all Brick Radio podcasts, check out brickartsmedia.org slash radio.